guys, news alert, things are changing and they're changing so fast. Do you lean into change? Are you aggressive with change? Or do you allow change to happen to you? Check out today's podcast to learn a little bit more about change and how you can use it as a superpower to determine your future. Hey guys, my name is Steve Brewster. Welcome to the Blue Collar Creative Podcast. I am so glad you joined us today. I want to talk to you today about something that has been, um, it's been a game changer for me as I think about it creatively, as in, in creative leadership. And it's the idea around change. The, the truth is change is always happening. Change is something that is that you cannot run from as a leader. It is something that is in your face every single day. And it's not just a leadership or a creative issue. It's actually a human issue. We are constantly changing. The person you are today is not the person that you were a month ago. A lot of us could say very easily the church or the organization that we work in today looks very different than it did one year ago. And I believe that change is a superpower when we put it in the right context. Think about it like this. A lot of us uh, have had to go to the chiropractor before. And when you go to the chiropractor, usually you go there and you are in a position of pain. And then you sit there and they make some adjustments to you and you walk out. And while it may have hurt in the moment, you walk out feeling relieved or better. A lot of times that's what change looks like for us. The people that have most inspired me in my life and in my journey are the people who are able to redefine themselves over and over and over and over again. I have one friend specifically I can think of. He is amazing when it comes to adjustment. He was a, an artist and then he was a church leader. Then he was an author. Then he was a singer. Then he was a pastor. Then he became an author. And now he's a communicator um, on big stages for corporate events. It's unbelievable to watch how a person who embraces change is able to redefine themselves over and over and over again. And I believe that God has a part to play in that story. You see, the truth is when we go through things in our lives, it's God teaching us a new tool that we put in our toolbox. And every tool that we put in our toolbox helps us in the next part of our journey. Change is consistent. That should not totally scare all of us. It probably should actually excite us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. There's only one thing that never changes, and that is God. I, the Lord, do not change. God is the constant in our life. When we trust him and we're living in his pathway for our lives, change becomes a gift, not a curse. So we're going to talk about change a little bit today. Most of us tend not to notice the little or unexpected changes that are happening all around us. Then we get super surprised by the sudden and violent changes that leave us completely off balance and not prepared. I believe that great leaders are aggressively looking for change. They're a lot like that old man that's on the beach with the metal detector and the headphones on, and they're looking to identify change that's lying beneath the surface, waiting to shift the ground that, that we're on. And a lot of us are at the beach. A lot of us are at the beach and we're comfortable. We've gotten comfortable doing what we're doing. We've gotten comfortable um, living in the space that we're living in. And when change happens, it completely alters everywhere that we are. It, it alters our, our environments. It alters our process. It alters sometimes our own personalities. Great leaders dig the change out and bring it to the surface 
rather than waiting to get tripped up by change one day. Of the millions and millions of changes that are going to happen in your life and in your leadership, some of them are good and some of them are bad. We have to determine if we're going to be offensive with change or allow change to happen to us. I believe that the great leaders, and I believe that those people that inspire me that continually redefine themselves, they lean in to change. They actually get aggressive with change, offensive with change, and they change themselves. They change their world. They change their team. They adjust their organization before the world gets the opportunity to adjust them. And when you are in control, that positions you in a place to have a little bit more authority and strategy around your changes. See, we have to adapt or we will be adapted. It it, it does not change. Adapt or be adapted. That's a constant. And as creatives, we have a responsibility to embrace this truth. We talk about this all the time on this podcast, but creativity is ideas and solutions at its most basic, boiled down essence. As a leader, you're able to see what's happening around yourself And when you stay aware, you position yourself to lead the way into change, not the way out of change. And a lot of us, change is happening around us. And then we are forced to muster leadership energy and creative energy to lead ourselves out of change rather than being a little bit more future thinking, maybe prophetic about change and and leaning into change before it happens to us. There's a great psychologist. His name is Dr. Albert Ellis. And he once said, the best years of your lives are the ones in which you decide your problems are your own. You don't blame them on your mom, on ecology or the president. You realize that you control your own destiny. When you're living your life in God's plan, you get to control your destiny. You get to direct the change that's happening if you are forward thinking and pushing through with it. So in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about what it takes to set your organization up to be forward thinking as it comes to change. The truth is some people love change. Most people hate change. And if you're a person who hates change, then I want you to not tune out on this podcast. Don't turn it off yet. You're going to have to learn where to lean in and how to tolerate what's happening so that you can find your balance. When you start learning to cope and looking for chances to develop inside of change, it'll actually make you better. Deuteronomy 3.8 says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So for those of you who are already a little bit hesitant, maybe you had your finger on the, on the next button on your podcast because you don't want to hear anything else about change. You've had enough change in 2020. You don't want any more change. I want to encourage you. The Lord is going before you and he's with you. He's not going to leave you. You don't have to be afraid. And I think that the next couple minutes of this podcast actually may help you develop a skill set to embrace change a little bit differently. So as we think about change in our world, we should be aware that there are four psychological postures that people take when it comes to dealing with change. The four postures are the activist, the reflector, the theorist, and the pragmatist. And here's how they each approach change a little bit differently. Activists encourage experimentation. They go from one experience to the next. They don't think too much about reviewing what's just happened or plan much about how they're going to attack the next change. A reflector ensures that there are lots of ways to reflect and ask questions about the change that just happened. They spend an inordinate amount of time 
conducting reviews around change, but they don't necessarily always embed those learnings into their next project. The theorist ensures the various models are well-researched. They spend a lot of time making connections and seeing the bigger picture by putting the current situation into a wider context. But they may actually sometimes not get around to doing anything about it. And then the pragmatist illustrates their ideas with case studies and to show relevance of what they're saying and giving useful tools, techniques, applications. Pragmatists are intent on ensuring that this is relevant to their job, relevant to their project, relevant to their organization, and they dismiss things that don't at first appear to be useful. Knowing those four things, I think, will really help you as you step into your next season. So remember, activists, reflectors, theorists, and pragmatists. So I picked three organizations that I think have done, they've all had a very different approach to change. If you think about Apple computers, right? Apple started off, they were a computer company, and then they developed the iPad, I mean the iPod. And when they started the iPod, it actually altered the entire music business because they started selling songs and it, it, it kind of evaporated CDs. And then people stopped going and buying songs because they just streamed music all the time. And then Apple started to sell phones. And when they started to sell phones, that created the opportunity for them to sell applications. And it went from being a computer company to an application company. On a different level, think about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan came into the NBA and he was a freak athlete. He would dunk on everybody. He would just score, 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 score. And as he became a better player, he developed into one of the best defenders in the league. And he went from exclusively dunking to refining his jump shot because he had to adapt his game. And then there's another company that didn't quite do it as well, Kodak. Kodak was the leader in photography and film and cameras. And one day people started to do digital photography. Kodak didn't adapt. And now Kodak is a minor player in a very major market. The future belongs to those who refuse the temptation to stay comfortable. You cannot live the same story for 70 years. You have to be willing to embrace changes as a catalyst for what God desires next for your life. Think about it like this, the story of your life, right? If it was one long chapter, that would be a really boring book. But great stories are filled with scenes and chapters and conflict and resolution and ultimately growth. And that's what change is. Change is an opportunity for growth. We have to always be looking at what we do today and how that works tomorrow. How are we going to grow? If we don't, then we will be adjusted. Andy Stanley has a great book. It's called The Principle of the Pathway. And in that book, he talks about you can have the greatest intentions in the world, but you are going to go the direction that you are pointed. So I live in Nashville, Tennessee. If I want to go to California, I have to point myself west. I can have all of the greatest intention in the world to get to California, but if I go east, it's going to take a whole lot longer. We have to remember that we have the responsibility to point ourselves in the right direction. I think these four tools that I'm about to give you are going to help point you in that direction. Leaders must adopt these four tools for effective change and growth. Number one, keep the vision clear. Your vision has to be so clear for everyone. When people get confused on vision, 
what starts to happen is they drift. And when we drift, we stop doing the things that really matter to the organization. Keep your vision super clear. As you're keeping the vision clear, put an emphasis on the mission, not the method. Your methods should always change. One of the hardest adaptions for most organizations, especially churches and church leaders, is when things change in how they do what they do. And we are living in one of the most seismic changes in the history of the church right now. You cannot fall in love with the method. You've got to fall in love with the mission. And I know that's very basic. I know that's very, you've heard that on every leadership podcast ever. That's not novel, but it has to be reminded. We have to stay focused, okay? Second is focus on your values. You have to focus on the things that you value as an organization. If your organization hasn't defined your values, values create culture. And when you do not define your values, you are passively allowing your culture to grow on its own. And when you do that, that becomes a very, very dangerous thing. Culture is vital to dealing with change. And when you do not focus on what you value, you do not focus on what, on what your culture is. And if you want a culture that's conducive for change, you have to develop that into your organization. You have to develop an appetite for failure. One of my favorite questions to ask when I'm speaking to pastors and leaders is, do you have an appetite for, for failure or do you tolerate failure? There's a very big difference. When you know what you value as an organization, it changes how you do ministry. It changes the culture in which you work in. And when I talk to churches about values, I don't refer to values as your belief system. I, believe, I, I talk about values as the rules of engagement for everyone from the senior pastor to the first time volunteer. When we're all operating off of the same playbook, it changes the culture of the organization. So number one, keep your vision clear. Number two, focus on what you value so that you can create a culture that is conducive for change. Number three, communicate clearly about the need to change. Now, when we are talking about change and we're communicating about change, a lot of times we don't have the right conversations. When we're talking about change, the first conversation we need to have about change is sideways. The people you work with, Start to talk to them about the changes that you see that need to happen. After you do that, then start to talk to your leaders about the changes that you need to see happen. Once your teammates and your leaders have all agreed on the change, then you can speak down through the organization of what needs to change. But if you don't start sideways, you're not going to have the full perspective and scope of what your changes will impact or what problems they could create. Once you've been able to do a little research sideways inside of the organization, then you and your teammates can go to your leader and lead up in that moment to talk about changes that can improve and enhance the organization. Once you get your leader on board, now you can cast the vision through the organization to really help impact change. When you're communicating clearly about change, it's important to articulate the truths of today and the hopes of tomorrow. As humans, we have a tendency to focus on the past because the past is known. Even if it's not desired, it's known. And a lot of times for a lot of people, it's more attractive to deal with what's known, even if it's not what's desired. And I want to encourage you today, that's not the way great leaders lead. Don't rely simply on what you know. Think about the hope of tomorrow. Then the last part of, of communicating clearly is enlighten people about the implications of the status quo and of the change. So if we don't change, this is what's going to take place. 
If we do, do change, this is what we believe can take place. Enlighten people around those two things. It's going to help them catch the vision for why we need change. So number one, keep the vision clear. Number two, focus on your values to create a culture that's, that embraces change. Number three, make sure that you communicate clearly about change. And then number four, celebrate changes. If you want change to become a instinctive part of your organization, you have to celebrate when it happens. You have to show how the change is helping. You have to tell stories that permission people to change, permission people to take chances to change. You have to protect people as they adapt and start to take chances and change because they're going to fail and they're going to fail miserably. You have to also clear a path that removes roadblocks that would potentially empower people's apprehensions to change. If there's things in your organization that are becoming crutches for people so that they don't have to change, you have to get those out of the way. Um, Peter Drucker wrote in an, in an amazing book called Executive Excellence. When we already see the future taking shape, we have to believe the future will turn in unexpected ways. The greatest changes are still ahead of us. The society of 2030 will be very different from today's society and bear little resemblance that is predicted by today's futurists. Change is happening all around us, guys. We have to set our organization up to change. When good change appears, accept it with grace. A lot of us may not believe that we deserve it or that it's actually working, but it is. And you have to be willing to accept with grace when good changes happen. When bad changes happen, we have to lean into grace, but a little bit differently. We have to lean into that moment to say, hey, we made a mistake. What can we learn from this? How can we apply it? And then how can we move forward? Change is happening all around you. Change may have happened from the time you started this podcast to this point in the podcast. I want to encourage you today, embrace change, adapt or be adapted, adjust or be adjusted. Find ways to be a leader and redefine yourself, your organization, your team, and your purpose so that you do not have to, to lead out of change, but you can actually lead into and through change. Guys, Joshua 1.9 is my favorite verse. It says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I love that God says, have I not commanded you? God's commanding you to be courageous. And today I want to command you and encourage you to be courageous. Lean into change. Lean into the change in your organization. Lean into the instincts you have as a creative leader that you've already felt that you know you need to act upon, but you've been a little hesitant to up until this point. Lean into it and watch what happens. You will be blown away at what God does next. Guys, thanks for tuning in to Blue Collar Creative today. I'm so honored that you're here. A couple things I want you to know. Number one, we have a playlist on Spotify and Apple Music called Never Just Another Sunday. If you're looking for fresh worship music, go there. It's completely free. You can subscribe and, and listen to that podcast. It's a lot of fun. Um, number two, on our website, we are giving away some new resources. I would love for you to stop by and take a look www.stephenbrewster.me backslash free. Head over to the website, check it out and see what we have uh, for free that you can use with your teams to develop your teams creatively and, and through leadership. And then finally, if you wouldn't take a, a minute and just share this on your social media, tag me, subscribe, like, leave a comment. It makes such a difference. I know you hear it on every single podcast that you listen to. 
but it really does make a difference. And if anything in our content has ever been beneficial to you and your teams, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with your teams, with your friends, and helped us just get the word out. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. It means so much to me that you did. I hope that you will tune in again next time. I'm excited about our next episode. I don't want to tell you too much yet because it's not 100% locked in. But if what I think is going to happen happens, it's going to be amazing. And you're going to love it. Is that a tease? Maybe. Maybe it was. Guys, embrace change this week. Lean into it. I love you. Can't wait to see you next time. 